We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Chargers fans. Welcome into the Guilty as Charged podcast. Today, we're going to talk about this mystery free agent that the Chargers could be signing. Do the Chargers have one more big move? It all stems from Mr. Sean Merriman. Let's get into who it could be. Really, just the one name that I think it could be based on minor things. We'll talk about that in a bit. So uh, with the Khalil Mack real structure, someone asked him, do you think we'll make one more big move in free agency? And his response was, there will 100% be a big free agency move. It's not going to be as big as Khalil Mack, but the Chargers do have something up their sleeve. It's coming. There will be 100% a big move, not as big as Khalil Mack, but the Chargers have something up their sleeve. It's coming. So is it possible that this is completely not true? (laughs) Absolutely. It is absolutely true. We know that the Chargers have very limited cap space remaining unless they really want to push that in-season budget or if they expect Derwin James to, you know, his extension to free up a lot of cap space this year. I just don't know how much money they have to actually spend on a big free agency move. Now, what does big free agency move mean? Again, not quite sure. Everyone has buzzwords and things to talk about. Is Gerald Everett a big free agency move to Sean Merriman? Does that count? That's a $6 million per year guy. I think that sort of counts. I would say that's a significant move, but not a big move, I guess. You know, could it be completely false? Absolutely. We hear Sean Phillips. I'm not saying he didn't hear this, but Sean Phillips said, you know, I hear talks about the Chargers looking at Fletcher Cox, and maybe they were. Maybe the Chargers were looking at Fletcher Cox, but that didn't end up happening. So does Sean Merriman know that the Chargers are in talks with somebody to bring them in, and it's all about negotiating now? Or is he just guessing that the Chargers would be interested in somebody? We don't know. I do want to bring up the one name that was thrown at me that I don't buy. And I think it'll surprise you. Don't turn off the video. Stefan Gilmore. I don't. (laughs) I was surprised that this was the name reference to me. But I have to sort of give them the benefit of the doubt. So the person that told me that the Chargers were going to make a big move in the secondary right and that a big name big payday secondary move guy was on the way obviously you, you track you, we all followed the story you know eventually it became JC Jackson so the same person that told me that brought up Stefan Gilmore the catch is this person while a fantastic and dead on source and has been for the last year or so 
while they are dead on source, they specifically admitted that this is they aren't sure if the information that they got about Gilmore is legitimate or not. So I'm just telling you that. So I'm not just NFL rumors over here saying, you know, oh my God, there's interesting Gilmore. No, I'm not trying to say that. What I'm saying is the legitimate source that has been right for most of the year who told me about the big move in the secondary coming that ended up being JC Jackson. That person also told me that they were told by someone outside of the building, definitely involved in the NFL or was formerly involved in the NFL, uh, that Gilmore to the Chargers is potentially a thing. Now, again, I express my doubts. They express their doubts as well, but I wanted to bring it up and it's worth talking about. The Chargers were connected sort of to Stefan Gilmore before. They were also connected to Charvarius Ward and J.C. Jackson. The Chargers just got the best free agent corner on the market with J.C. Jackson. And I thought at that point they were good. And I think they are. But have to mention that Stefan Gilmore was someone that was potentially in the mix for the Chargers, was potentially a target for them. I think if they didn't get J.C. Jackson, it's very possible that Stefan Gilmore would have been the corner for the Chargers. Who knows? <laughs> but it's definitely not. It's not like this is out of nowhere. This isn't like a big name left guard that's out of nowhere. Like Gilmore was a part of the conversation when we talked about corners the Chargers could sign. I know a lot of Chargers fans were for it, but then we got JC Jackson, which everybody was for. So why does this make sense? This is where I want to talk about it, and I hope you guys share your opinions as well. Why does this make sense? So number one. Michael Davis had a rough 2021, and frankly, he's not Staley's guy. Now, it does change things for me. So if Michael Davis had signed his contract, his new contract with the Chargers during the Lynn era, this would make even more sense for me because then that's definitely not Staley's guy. But Michael Davis did sign it when Staley joined the Chargers. So he is not a Staley guy, but Staley, I would assume, signed off on the move. Although they didn't really have much of a choice at that point. There's no way they would have gone into the season with, without Casey Hare, without Michael Davis. That just would not have been good last year, although it wasn't all that good uh, with those moves anyway. Uh, but he did have a rough 2021. I thought he started the year fantastic. But then things kind of were weird in the middle of the year when Davis was getting benched for Tavon Campbell. And it's not that Samuel Jr. was getting benched for Tavon Campbell. It was really, really weird. And then he got hurt. Then he got COVID. And then he just kind of really fell off. He never really returned to that form where he was the guy, you know, tasked with covering Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller. He just never really returned to that form. I think he can. I think he will. But he had to acknowledge that. Uh, you have to also acknowledge that this would be incredible <laughs> corner depth for the Chargers. Michael Davis as your CB4 would be an overpriced, but fantastic CB4 on this team. Also, Davis is a 2023 cut candidate. You could cut him this year, and I think you save like $300,000. But next year, I believe it's a $10 million savings or $8 million savings. It's a pretty significant savings if you cut him next year. So you could hold on to him, in the, hold on to him this year. You can just kind of eat the cap hit this year. And the next year you let him go. And then you really go get your other true number two corner. And then, yeah, the rumor mill, I just have to say, you know, the person that told me, I, I fully believe them and I fully trust them. But that's exactly what they were told. But they self-admittedly don't know if the information that they got was legitimate. So there's that. But there is something, right? That throwing that name into the mix again, after it already being sort of in the mix before free agency started, I, I think there's something there. 
that said, I think this doesn't work. I, I don't think this works for the Chargers as as good as some of you know. I, there's some good there for sure, and it does make sense. But I don't think it's going to happen for the Chargers. Number one, they have more pressing needs. Uh, hello, right tackle, right guard, kick returner, RB two, another wide receiver, possibly another tight end. Like there, there's a lot of things the Chargers still need to address. And they don't have a lot of money to do it. So putting a corner on your roster, if Davis wasn't on the roster and they added Gilmore, that would make sense. Now you have a CB1, CB2, CB3. But they have their CB2 in Davis. I'm assuming he's CB2. And it's just like, I don't buy that you want to spend more money on a, you know, Gilmore's a big name. He's not going to be cheap. So hopefully, I, I just don't want them to do that. And I guess they could take, you know, they signed Ode Bougie down the road. They draft Trevor Penning at 17. And then I guess I guess that could make sense. I just don't buy that they're going to go into the draft and that's going to be their approach. And then obviously, what do you do with Davis? So I know Daniel Popper suggested that Davis would be actually be the odd man now and that Samuel Jr. and JC Jackson would be playing on the outside in base packages. And then when you need to put someone in the slot, they would move JC Jackson to the slot. Davis would, Davis would play outside. And that's how that would work. If you have Gilmore... <laughs> Davis is your CB4, and he's just kind of there. Do you play with four corners on the field? Or is Davis, you know, your depth corner, your special teams ace at, what's he making, eight, nine, ten, eleven million dollars or whatever this year? Mm, I don't know about that. And then, yes, they already signed JC Jackson. If JC Jackson were not signed, then sure, we'd still be sitting here saying, yeah, we should probably go get Stefan Gilmore. We should go get another corner. But they signed JC Jackson and they spent a lot of money on him. Not that the Chargers won't spend money on the same position group more than once in free agency. They did it last year with Filer, with Lindsley, with Abushi. So it's possible that they spend money on JC Jackson and then also go spend money on a corner. But I just think after signing your true number one with Asante Samuel Jr., with Michael Davis, I don't know if you can commit another six to ten million dollars to stefan gilmore whatever he's going to cost and then finally age and i don't necessarily mean that as a knock on gilmore as much as just the Chargers have taken an approach this offseason where they know they have a three-year window and they're going to find guys that can fill different positions for the next two to three years they didn't make deals they didn't make a lot of one-year deals it was covington the only one-year deal outside of the tenders otherwise jc jackson for five years khalil mack for three years Sebastian Joseph Day for three years, uh, Gerald Everett for two years, Austin Johnson for two years, Gilmore, I guess you could commit to him for two to three years, but to me, they found guys that were younger, had something still to prove, something more in the tank, and guys that were not 32 years old. They, you know, Gilmore could be a good corner still. I certainly didn't watch him last year, but he's going to be 32, and that just doesn't really fit what the Chargers have done so far, so... That's it from me. What do you guys think about Stefan Gilmore being the target for the Chargers? I think there are certainly reasons you can convince yourself that he could fit it. I just, just for fun, I bugged Arjun. I said, hey, Arjun, what are the odds that it's it's Gilmore? And he said 5%. <laughs> so not good odds, but you're telling me there's a chance. So it's worth keeping an eye on. It's worth monitoring. Don't go spread the rumor like, oh, Tyler says the Chargers are involved in Stefan Gilmore. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying excellent source told me from their information from somebody else who they don't believe is the strongest source 
but they did say Stephon Gilmore. So I wanted to share that with you guys because, again, I like being ahead of things, not behind. So if it ends up being Stephon Gilmore, come back to this video and tell me that I was right. If it's not Stephon Gilmore, because he's, he's probably going to sign 20 minutes after I post this video. Uh, so we'll see what happens. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. Look out for a lot of content dropping over the next few days as we rattle through the draft stuff. Arjun's back to Chargers analytics stuff. Maddie's done an interview with Trevor Sycamore from Pro Football Focus. Steven's going to be doing film breakdowns. We're just we're just busy over here. So let me know what you guys think of this video, of the move, of all the videos in the comment section below. Enjoy the rest of your week. Take care. And as always, bolt up. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.